in Singapore where we operate in, people tend to be very, very skeptical. And in the speaking industry, you know, when I was starting out 10 to 12 years, young speakers were not a common thing. Hey guys, I'm AJ. I'm Rini. And welcome to TFE Talk Show. So today our guest is pretty young. His name is Benjamin and he's the youngest certified speaking professional, CSP in Asia. An accolade accorded to top 10% of professional speakers globally and Associate Certified Coach ACC with the International Coach Federation, ICF. Regional author Benjamin Lowe, Singapore, has empowered over 120 senior leaders individually in topics like strategic communications, public speaking, and presentation skills as their executive presenting coach. Welcome, Benjamin. Thank you so much, AJ, as well as Rini, for your uh, very, very lovely, very warm introduction. I really feel at home even though we are in our respective homes. This virtual setting does work out after all. There are a few links to my work, but before I go talk to my work currently, I think I want to share a bit about how I started. Those of my friends, clients, or even my community that knows my backstory, I, I never started out as a confident, expressive, as well as a authentic person. And I say authentic doesn't mean in, in terms of I was inauthentic, but I think in, my, in large part, my circumstances shaped me to be very fearful, very distrusting of people. Right, so today, you know, I, I know I won't talk so much about my work first, but I do public speaking coaching and I'm a professional speaker. A large part of my work revolves around going to different countries, being on stage, high energy, sort of trying to work crowd. But if you look at how Ben started, I started out with two sort of like, a, I would say very unique storylines or story features. The first was from 7 to 17 years old, I was a serial bully victim. So I was in a boys' school for a good 10 years and boys being boys in a boys' school, they do not give face, right? So, especially when girls are not around. So I, I was oftentimes the bully victim, not the bully, right? I'm the bully victim. And I was a victim of like verbal bullying, physical bullying, emotional bullying, being called names and stuff like that. So from a very young age, I never really liked to interact much with people. You know, every time when there was a crowd of people, it just conjures the memories of me being bullied, right? So it was quite a paradox for me to end up doing what I do. And also in my growing up years all the way to today, and my wife can attest to that, I'm pretty much an introvert. When I'm not doing the extroverted speaking training kind of work, I'm at home either reading, learning, watching like mukbang videos and basically just indulging my personal space to get my energy back. So fast forward, I think I met the right mentors when I was 19, 20 years old. And I think that was the turning point for me, being able to have a glimpse into who I was and what my life can be. And I think since then, when I was 20 years old, it started my personal and slash professional development journey of becoming a speaker, a trainer, as well as coach today. Could you share a bit more how as a speaker you become the youngest certified speaking professional CSP in Asia and how would the new young ones coming in if they would want to pursue your path, for example? I think for junior speakers coming in, like having a CSP in goal, I think first thing that I think most younger speakers, especially in Asia, have to work on a few things like one is mindset yeah. uh, the mindset of a young person going into this whole speaking industry is one you need to frame yourself up it's not going to be easy mm. right but you also need to ask yourself like what is that concrete value i can deliver right so on the mindset is a bit of like knowing it's difficult don't beat yourself up it's not going to be comfortable at the start but if you work at it in the process find a mentor a process that works for you it's just going to get better but of course, you have to like, be smart about it. You need to run the business like a business, right? Yes. I think the second thing, that, which is the more strategic thing, is pick an offering that is oftentimes a bit more mission critical, right? What I mean mission critical is like, uh, I like to think, like, for example, when I go to like, a life insurance client and I teach them on how do I use social media to recruit agents and to sell more policies, 
it is quote-unquote mission critical. I think the third thing to answer AJ's question, the first one is the mindset, second is the offering. The third thing would be learn sales and marketing. B2B marketing is also different from B2C marketing. So B2B marketing entails sometimes that you have to spend a lot more time on LinkedIn versus on IG versus on TikTok. Elevate yourself, you need to write more, you need to speak more, and as a speaker, they, they have to, to see you doing your stuff. Lah. Right, so as a speaker, you need to be on videos, and that's where I think Rini was seeing like some of my works. I have to like publish videos because that is the real like litmus test. If I cannot even sell you over a video, uh, how do I sell you over a 60-minute speech? Right, so likewise, you also need to ask yourself like whatever service you're selling, what is a manifestation? What is a showing of that? At least the, the minimum product. If you're a videographer, you have to show like a minimum product, which is like a corporate video, and then as to wow people, right? If I am, for example, I'm, I'm training people on corporate mindset, right? Could I give a teaching video on what I talk about in terms of mindset and how I live a life better with a stronger mindset? So I think all these are different components that people should look at. How did you grow from one person to a team? Are there like a one path to it or are there a variation of it? So perhaps you can actually share your journey. How did you yeah. grow? I think for me, the usual, very, I would say the, the simple, straightforward kind of a, like an equation that I share to like fellow freelancers is typically as a freelancer, we are in the business of a service provision, right? So videography is a service, right? Um, and although you have a tangible end product, which is the video, for me, writing, I started out as freelance writer, freelance emceeing, freelance training, training young adults and, and children, yeah. you know, whatever we are selling, chances are most likely, at least at a point of transaction, right, it's intangible. So people can't feel your video, right? Of course, like videography, you all have it different because you can show your passwords, right? For yes. me as a trainer, I can't, can't say like, oh, you see like this training, uh, your, your students will totally fall in love, you'll love this. Sure, I can have video as a documentation, but I think in large part, as freelancers, the first point is we realize that we are selling an intangible. So what does that mean? It also means that when the client can't see, can't feel, can't touch what, whatever we are selling, then they, they have to well, see, feel, but not touch us, right? But, you know, because it's not appropriate, right? So they see, feel us. And that's where the, the whole notion of like, the clients have to buy you first. So I think to answer your question, AJ, the journey is really first, you have to have enough of a critical mass of people buying you, as well as what you have as upsell or as a post-sell, right? So for me, as a speaker, as a coach, I need to have enough people to say, hey, I trust this Benjamin Lowe guy, right? When I go to his website, I go to his LinkedIn, I go to his Instagram, I've seen documentations and proof, right? So the key thing is proof. I think in Singapore where we operate in, people tend to be very, very skeptical. And in the speaking industry, you know, when I was starting out 10 to 12 years, young speakers were not a common thing. So in the process of like me scaling from one to now, I have a five to six person team that working with us on, on a pretty much a ad hoc and project-based arrangement. It was really sort of building up the, the foundation. So there's a few parts to it. One, the delivery and the operations, you have to do it well. If you're a videographer, you need to know your equipment. You need to be able to know your love mic versus your road mic. Okay, love mic versus, I, I don't know, your boom mic and all the different yes. variants, right? If you're a, I don't know, a coach, you need to know, like, for example, the basic, like, uh, grow, G-R-O-W, grow coaching philosophy. You need to know your conversations. You need to know the whole space. For me, as a speaker and trainer, for me, the basics is being able to command attention. People walk in the room, hands are crossed, right? Thinking, who is this young dude? I'm able to like shift them to say, okay, this young dude makes sense. And then later towards the end of training, okay, I, I want to learn more from this young dude, right? So it's the dynamics of working a crowd. So I think operations delivery is one thing. Second is the financial. I think financials in Singapore is a real thing. A lot of people think that freelancers are very, very financially unstable, uh, unsustainable. Yeah. Yes. I think in large part yeah. it is also our doing, right? We 
on good months, we do not have like financial management processes, right? And on bad months, then we dip into our savings, right? So typically, uh, if, you, if you've seen a lot of US content, this is called a feast and famine, right? On good months, you know, you're feasting every day, you eat buffet, you know, clients give you a job, oh. you take, 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 eat, take, eat, take, eat, right? So that's the feasting, right? But when mm-hmm. certain months, for example, due to like, for example, like December, January, people are on mm-hmm. holidays, no one wants to book you or like now in COVID, that's the famine, mm-hmm. right? So I think the key thing is the financials have to be making sense. So for example, in this COVID-19 crisis, I made sure that in my corporate bank account, I have at least 12 to 18 months of like financial runway. And that gives me so much, I think the, the, for freelancers, it's so important to be able to have a good night's sleep, you know, in the evening. When you finally hit the bed, is to have a good night's sleep. And a good night's sleep is really knowing that tomorrow, you do not need to worry about your breakfast, lunch and dinner. Right? Mm-hmm. Tomorrow, you do not need to worry about like, whether your employees get paid. So that's the financial runway. And I think the third thing would be making sure that you can have more to offer, like the service provision. Right? So first one is the operations as well as the delivery, doing well at your craft. Second part is making sure that your finances are well taken care of. And then third thing, when more people come on to your, your team, right, then you have more to offer. I think the danger is like if freelancers see freelancing as a side hustle only, right? If I could share that important lesson is you should not see your freelancing income as giving you additional money, right? If you see it as additional money, that frames up to say, okay, la, make two, three, five thousand, I'm happy already. But if you see your freelancing as a way to already take full control of your life to say, wow, I love to live life on my own terms. I like to design my lifestyle, design my work, choose my clients. Yeah. Right? This, I think, is like a freelancing as a baby steps to enterprise. I think that's the, that's, for me, I think it's the more empowering mindset because mm. it pushes you to think like a pro. So I started out as a training coaching company, but you know, I trained my insurance agent students in terms of like digital marketing, social media content creation. I now have a site outfit which is where, why the team comes in you know, to do content creation, video editing, graphic design, and I can leverage these skills and say, hey, Mr. Client, after you engage me to train all of that, how about I also offer these services to you? Mm-hmm. Right? So that is why the team exists. Right? So I, I didn't mm-hmm. build a training company per se, although I could, but I built a training plus a after training kind of like provision. So Benjamin, before we let you go, could you yeah. share with our viewers and listeners, is there any way or how can they connect with you? On Instagram is Benjamin, B-N-J-A-M-I-N underscore, low, L-O-H, that's my handle. On Facebook and LinkedIn, it's just Benjamin, space low. I am curating this community called Top of Mind, dot one, O-N-E, which is I really want to help freelancers or even like service professionals elevate and uplift their profession and work to the next level. So Benjamin, thank you so much for being on the show and we wish you all the best and we hope to see you soon. Definitely. Thank you so much, AJ, Rini. It's been a pleasure being on your show. I think, like I mentioned, I started out as a freelancer and I always have this huge, huge attachment. Call it a bond, call it an identity. And I feel that, you know, like if freelancers start to see ourselves as, you know, a, a stronger identity and a collective, that's where we can build and sort of raise each other up. I think also in the next uh, decades or so, you know, there's so much research reports coming in to allude to the fact of the rising gig economy. And that's where if we can sort of professionalize our offerings, be really strong and concerted in our efforts in engaging our key customers and also be top of mind in their minds. You know, that's where, you know, freelancing will not be a dirty word. Freelancing will not be a nice to have. I think freelancing can be a very sustainable career that you can put food onto the table and say, hey, you know, I can also invite you on this bandwagon and we can all live and go through this crisis together. So that's really what I I really, really believe in.